Hi Brickies, I'm Dominic, the last one standing with a kink for cannibalism. And I'm Kate, the resident phobia expert who also hears voices. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about stuff that scares us. Ripping a few laughs and survival tips along the way. As always, please subscribe, rate and review us. And don't forget to follow us on the socials at Shit and Bricks Podcast. Like the morning after a night on the curries and cans, here it comes. So drop your dax, pop a squat and let's get into it. I'm recording my sound. What a time to be alive. <laughs> or dead. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, Kate. Hi, Dominic. Happy spooky October. Happy spooktober. It's like countdown. We're what? Almost, we're a week away since till Halloween. And I know. Is the Halloween the... on the 31st? Is that the day? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. I think so. Or maybe it's the 30th. We don't do this in Australia. We don't. Look, it's one of those two days. Okay. Everybody, yeah, it's one of those two days. It's in, it's in October. We're always yeah. celebrating. Maybe it's the 30th. Okay. <laughs> Let's just change it, shall we? Let's just do whatever we want. Do you know why? Because it's our birthday and we'll change stories if we want to. <laughs> change stories if we want to. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kate. Happy birthday, Dominic. Can you believe it? We've been doing this for one whole fucking year. Wow. I can believe it. <laughs> and I'm here for it. <laughs> Every day feels like a year with you, Kate. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my <laughs> colleague said that to me today, actually. Oh. I took it as a compliment. Particularly nice. <laughs> if you're listening, boo you. Boo you. We have the most fun episode today. I'm so flipping excited. Yeah, we thought we'd do things, again, a little different. I know we've been doing very different episodes of late, but we've just had so much to celebrate and bang on about so why not do it for our birthday as well i love it i love it now do we have some housekeeping before i crack on we do have housekeeping just quickly the usuals uh don't forget to check out our patreon it's right there on the webs the interwebs www tap away and just search um shitting bricks podcast yep Uh, Kate and I have some very exciting things coming down the pipeline. We may have our very first sponsor, which, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that to get some very special Christmas, birthday, whatever celebrations, whatever denominations you're of. Exactly. Use our code. Anyway, that's coming. So stay tuned for that. Exactly. We have to read a very complex email, but we're sorting it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Word by word. Word by word. Word by word. (laughs) But obviously, last week we did our part six of the Boopod Network's Halloween special, the Bridgewater series. Yippee! And that means that there's still two more parts to go. Paranormal exposed and the activity continues are bringing up the rear. So go check our socials to see the dates of when their episodes are being released and tune in and hear their spooky, spooky additions to this epic month-long story. Absolutely. How exciting. It's been such a ride. I love it. What an event. Yeah. 
some crazy, I don't want to say crazy, some really epic things have been happening. Absolutely. In that area of the world. So we won't be visiting anytime soon. (laughs) Or maybe we will. Hello. It's our birthday. It's our birthday. So you're going to kick us off uh, this week on what? What are we telling? Oh my God. Well, we thought we would talk about some birthday things. Now, as per usual, I have taken a bit of an off the wall approach to telling some stories uh, that relate to a birthday, which Mm -hmm. I'll get into. But we thought, you know, if we remembered something about our birthdays, that we could share that. Now, I don't have a lot. I love birthdays. I love celebrating birthdays. <laughs> uh, you know, my own, other people's lots. I'm a big fan of um, like badges, wearing a badge for your birthday. And I'm 906 years old, so I've been doing it for a bit, but I'm, I'm for it. It's like you're only born one day. Celebrate it. Have a you're good time. You're a celebrator, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm a celebrator. And I do understand where there's people that don't love it, uh, but I do. I'm a celebrator. Uh, one thing that I do know about my birthday um, is, well, it's in July. I do mm. know my birth date. Uh, that's a bonus. <laughs> so July here in Australia is colder, the coldest month. And uh, forever I have wanted a pool party oh. for my birthday, but it never really planned. It never panned out that way because yeah. I was always born in the rain and the cold. And people's um, eyes keep getting poked out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was one a day, joke, by that the was, way. <laughs> was fantastic. <laughs> it didn't land quite how I expected, but you know, cold nipples. Yep, nipples, um, shrinkage. Uh, mm. You know, all of those fun things that everybody likes at their birthday parties. But one time, I will have a pool party, and it'll be somewhere tropical and delightful. So once I win the Powerball on Thursday night, um, which when you're listening to this podcast, maybe I already have. In which case, our podcasts are going to get a lot more frequent and more professional because I'm going to hire a hell of a lot of people to help us out. <laughs> Amazing. So that's my sort of birthday. But I mentioned I was born in July. I was born on July 26th. Now, there are a lot of famous people who were born on July 26th as well. You can look up that illustrious list. But I have isolated a few people who share my birth date and I have linked them very, uh, I don't know, it might stretch the friendship a little bit in terms of the links that I've come up with, but stay with me. I like to call this my thin links um, to famous people (laughs) from July 26th. So welcome to the thin links uh, segment. Okay. The first person that popped up, which I didn't really know who she was, um, and a lot of other people might not know who she was. And so I thought, you know what, seeing as what's been happening in the news over the last little bit, it is my absolute honor, my pleasure uh, (laughs) to welcome to the podcast Liz Truss, the (laughs) previous prime minister of the United Kingdom. Welcome, Liz. Uh, she's not really here. I'm sure she's busy finding a job, job. or something. <laughs> she's job hunting. So I couldn't couldn't get her. Do you know what, though? Like, imagine if I could have, if she was just like, yeah, I'm free. I'll come up to your podcast. So I knew nothing of her. You might know nothing of her. Guess what? You're going to know something about her because here's some information about Liz Truss that, you know, I thought she was perfect for a spooky podcast uh, where we talk about things that are horror-related or scary. Liz's time 
as Prime Minister was probably quite scary for a lot of people. So here it is. <laughs> Liz Truss, she resigned as Prime Minister after a chaotic 45 days in Downing Street. But where did she come from and what makes her tick? Did you, what's like, the trust truth? What's the truth? Tell me the trust truth. Okay. Now, Liz Truss is a Remain supporter who uh, became the darling of the Brexit-backing conservative right wing. Oh, sounds like a rip-roaring of a time. Yeah, that Talk about a horror story. A former Liberal Democrat advocate, activist rather, um, who marched against Margaret, Margaret Thatcher in the 1980s but claimed to be the keeper of the Thatcherite flame. Lots of terms in this. I don't understand. However, it's fair to say that Mary Elizabeth Trust has been on a political journey. She was not a household name like her predecessor, Boris Johnson, when she became PM, but she leaves having made history, serving the shortest tenure of any UK Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Liz. Well done. During the leadership election this summer, her promise to return to fundamental conservative values, cutting taxes and shrinking the state, proved to be exactly what party members who got the final say over who took over from Mr Johnson wanted to hear. And, crucially, as Foreign Secretary, she had remained loyal to Mr Johnson until the bitter end as other ministers deserted him. It won her favour with Bojo loyalists. Now, Liz was a grassroots Tory support. Oh no, grassroots Tory supporters of Liz Truss saw her in the steadfast, tenacious, and determined qualities that they had admired in Margaret Thatcher, an image that Miss Truss uh, herself tried to cultivate. But despite shifting political positions and allegiances over the years, these words also come up frequently when friends and family asked to describe were asked to describe her character. Uh, one of the words was ambitious, but here's a few other little choice phrases from people. She's a very opinionated person in terms of what she wants, said her brother Francis in 2017, when recalling his older sister's teenage dalliance with vegetarianism. When oh. you go to a restaurant, you might be 14, uh, but she was precocious about what she wanted and what she did not want. When the family played Cluedo or Monopoly, classics, she was someone who always had to win, added Francis. She would create some special system to work out how she could win. Oh, my God. How's about that? Some alarm bells ringing. I know. Tell me about it. So that is, uh, you know, a couple of facts that you might not have known about Liz, but you do. Now, she's not the only famous person that I share my birthday with. There's that another shares one. shares your birthday, yeah. Yeah, she shares my birthday. birthday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So someone else that shares my birthday, even though all of these people are older, that <laughs> doesn't matter, it's not how it works, <laughs> is my love, Sandy Bullock. Sandra Bullock, you absolute dream of a woman. She is so great in so many films yeah. that she does. And I had a bit of a look at her, uh, you know, filmography, and mm -hmm. her, her, her list of pictures that she was in. And one of the ones that popped out to me and I thought, you know what, maybe I'll have a bit of a squiz into that. Uh, her film was Premonition. Now, if you've not seen Premonition, here is a little bit of, uh, here's a synopsis. Linda Hansen, played by Sandra Bullock, has an idyllic life until one day she receives word that her husband, Julian McMahon, has died in an auto accident. However, 
When Linda wakes up the next morning and finds Jim beside her, she assumes that she just had an unusually vivid dream. Soon she finds out that what she experienced was not a dream and she must battle time and destiny to save her family. Oh. So. It's... <laughs> here is the Can't thin... wait to watch it. <laughs> I know. Doesn't it? It's, it has 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that gives you a bit of a heads up of how thrilling that film is. Okay. Now, please, listeners, stay with me. <laughs> I... <laughs> Looked at that and I thought, okay, Sandy Bullock, we share a birthday. Lizzie Truss, we share a birthday. How can I tie this together somehow? It's not really tied together. It's more like loosely strung. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I thought, premonition, the film. What are some premonitions that have happened that might be a little bit spooky? And so I had a bit of a squizzy and I've got a couple to share with you. Okay, this is freaking me out already. I know. And it's, again, you are going to be like, why is she now talking about this? It's it's okay. It's my birthday. I'm doing whatever. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Paralympian Oscar Pistorius shot and killed his girlfriend, South African model Reva Steenkamp on Valentine's Day in 2013. Do you remember that in the yeah, news? Yeah, I do actually. Okay, so he claims to have mistaken her for an intruder and as of April 2014, his murder trial is still ongoing. Yeah, it didn't end up well for him. So uh, Reva's mother, June Steenkamp, told a newscaster that her daughter had had a premonition of her own death and made it into a painting at the age of 14. The painting portrays Reva as an angel standing at the bottom of a ladder leading to heaven. Far off in the distance, she drew a man, and that man had a gun in his hand. The angel looks terrified. Her hands cover her mouth. Reva isn't here to explain the picture's true meaning, of course, but her parents are convinced that it depicts her death in a chillingly accurate manner. Oh, wow. I will, we will put the painting on our socials. It's wild. It's so... Because that's like quite a specific thing, you know, yeah. even if you're painting something that's like danger or, you know, a certain mood that you're feeling, the fact that, you know, it was a man that was in the picture and that they were holding a gun and that the character that she's portrayed as herself is terrified. There's too many, it's just, there's too many links there that she did it when she was 14 years old. It's too much. I can't. It's- could totally have been in our scariest paintings episode as well. Oh my gosh, you're so right. All right, so staying on the premonition uh, train, choo choo. Here is another uh, little premonition kind of yeah story that that ended up kind of becoming something a bit bigger. Now, Carl Jung studies into psychoanalysis involved interpreting others' dreams. But in 1914, he had some, had some significant dreams of his own. He saw the whole sea turn to blood with multitudes of bodies drowning in yellow waves. Then he saw a cold wave freeze an entire country, killing everyone. Jung saw this as a premonition of war, and he thought further dreams of floods, water stretching from the Alps to the North Sea, represented the horrible trenches that the soldiers were forced to endure. He experienced his last dream in June 1914 and just over a month later on the 1st of August, World War I began. Oh. 
<laughs> How's that for a like series of premonition, like a premonition yeah. dream? Wouldn't you be like, well, shit, can't I dream the lotto numbers? Yeah. Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> why is it always got to be bad? Why is it got to be bad? Okay, my final uh, premonition. This one I thought was probably the most kind of wild, but this is yeah, this is my my thin link to Sandy Bullock and premonitions. <laughs> For 10 nights in a row in 1970, David Booth had the same nightmare. So 10 nights in a row, that's quite a significant to have yeah. the, like a number of nights to have the same dream. So he had the same nightmare. Whilst he was deep in sleep, he witnessed a jetliner veering off a runway, flipping completely over and then bursting into flames. No, no, um, no. Booth felt compelled to inform the FAA about his dreams. Officials actually listened to what he had to say and they concluded that he was dreaming of a Boeing 727 or maybe a DC-10 plane. On the day that David Booth had his last nightmare, American Airlines DC Flight 191 crashed just a few moments after takeoff. One of the plane's engines broke loose, causing an imbalance. The plane flipped on the runway and burst into flames and all 273 passengers aboard died. Catherine, I'm about to get on an airplane in like three days. Have you had 10 nights of dreams? No, I haven't. So I'm fine. You're totally fine. You are totally fine. But that one got me. I got the little hairs on the back of the neck standing up when I read that because there's too much in that. Now, obviously nobody can confirm that in fact he had a like a dream for 10 nights in the row but he called the FAA and he's like guys this is creepy can someone help me out let's have a you know let's have a chat about this but for that to happen and them to suggest it was a DC10 and for that then to happen on you know he has his last nightmare and literally the next day it's that was too much that was I, way too real. way too close way too real I wonder if that did actually inspire the Final Destination movies. Great question. Yeah. I mean, because that was in 1970. So it it may have. It very well may have. Um, I had a dream before. So not this year's AFL season, but last year's the Melbourne Demons won the grand final. And it was like during the COVID times. So they had it over in Western Australia. We're here in Victoria. Victoria is the big footy city yep. um, state. Um, and I, there was a game that they played like a, you know, preliminary final before they got into the granny. And the night before I had a dream that they were playing the, the Western Bulldogs and that the score line was 58 to 19. And it was the dog's way. So the dogs were winning, you know, by however many points that equals. My sister came over and she can testify to this. I told her about that dream and I told her the exact score line. And then the game was happening. And at one point, Chelsea slaps my arm and she goes, Kate, oh my God, look. And it was 58-19, the demon's way. How, I mean, I got it wrong that the team, which team it was, but how is that? Like it was literally the The exact, what is the, what are the odds of that? Like if there was a way that I could have bet on that and say that the scores were exactly this at a certain point in the match, I would have been a quadrillionaire because that's freakish. But how crazy is that? Yeah. 
I look, I'm not as big a skepti- skeptic about um, premonitions as I am lots of other things. Or like I'm still a skeptic, but yeah, I I really get drawn into stories like that. Like I think it's really quite cool yeah. hearing people predicting things. And there's so many good examples of it throughout history. People like thousands of years ago predicting this being built or this thing crashing or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there were so many, you know, looking at some of the premonition um, stories that are there, there's quite a few, you know, uh, about bigger events. Uh, you know, Titanic was one that popped up. Yeah. Very difficult to, to you know, determine. Um, a lot about 9-11 yeah. and, you know, people who chose not to go to work that day or chose not to go into the building because they just had a feeling or they had a dream or something and then they didn't end up going into work or going into the building, thankfully. Um, you know, and then watching the news, there's a lot of stories about that. But I liked those three. I thought that was a, you know, my little Sandra Bullock Thin Links premonition section. What a story, Kate. I know. Are we ready to move on to my next superstar that shares my birthday? Oh, who could it be? Oh, it is Jason Statham. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do that with Sandra Bullock, Jason Statham and Liz Truss. I know. How good. So, I mean, they're really interesting celebs that I've chosen. There are others which I'll (laughs) tell you about. But these are the three. I was like, okay, here's my thin links. I can get something a bit spooky or a bit creepy or something with these ones done. All right. So Jason Statham. Now, he's starred in some really wild movies, but <laughs> my mostest best favourite that I want to talk to you about today, it's one called The Meg. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you seen The Meg? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> now, Meg, The Meg, it's short for Megalodon, and that is a ginormous shark, a massive, massive shark. So I thought, let's learn about the Megalodon, shall we? <laughs> I want to know about the Meg. So somebody help me out. Here it is. The earliest megalodon fossils, it goes on to have their scientific name. I'm not going to try it. You can look it up. Now, the earliest fossils date to 20 million years ago. For the next 13 million years, the enormous shark dominated the oceans until becoming extinct just 3.6 million years ago. Only 3.6 million. That's like yesterday. It had a good run, though. It did. They had a really good run. Now, the Megalodon was not only the biggest shark in the world, but one of the largest fish to ever exist. Estimates suggest that it grew between 15 and 18 metres in length, three times longer than the largest recorded great white shark. Three times the length. That's hectic. That's hefty. That's That's a hefty pair of teeth. That's a hefty shark. Now... (laughs) Without a complete megalodon skeleton, these figures are based on the size of the animal's teeth, which can reach 18 centimetres long. No, they can't. They can. (laughs) They can. They've found them. They've found real ones. Now, in fact, the word megalodon simply means large tooth. There you go. Creative. Now, these teeth can tell us a lot, such as what these massive animals ate. In order to tackle their prey as large as whales... The megalodon, this blew my mind. I told everybody who was at my workplace today, I would stop and tell these facts. I love it. Now, they, uh, the megalodon uh, would open its mouth and its jaw would span 
2.7 meters by 3.4 meters wide. So that is easily big enough to swallow two adult people side by side. Mm. So if, if you happen to be floating in the ocean side by side with one of your friends who is less than 2.7 meters tall, then you can just be yup, little snack, little snack for the Meg. Now, these jaws were lined with 276 teeth. That's plenty. That's so yeah. many teeth. And studies reconstructing the shark's bite force suggested that it may have been one of the most powerful predators to ever have ever existed. Here we go. Some science-ish. Uh, <laughs> humans have been measured with a bite force of around 1,317 newtons. Okay. So that's why I get headaches because I'm pushing 1,300 newtons when I go to sleep and clench my jaw. <laughs> While great white sharks have been predicted to bite down with the force of 18,200 newtons. So mm. significantly more forceful than a human being, which Eight, makes 18, Kate. Eight, 18, <laughs> exactly. 18. All right. So 1,300 for humans, 18,200 for great white sharks. Researchers have estimated that the megalodon had a bite between 108,000 and 180,000 newtons. Bang. <laughs> Dead. So you would be in strife. I don't yeah. think you're stopping that uh, with any... You're stuffed, yeah. Now, most reconstructions show megalodons looking like an enormous great white shark. <laughs> I really enjoyed the visual this painted for me. Now... This is believed to be incorrect. The megalodon, so picture a great white shark. Yeah. Everybody got that? You've got a great white in your, in your head. The megalodon had a much shorter nose when compared with the great white, and it had a flatter, almost squashed jaw. Like the blue <laughs> shark, it also had extra long pectoral fins to support its weight and size. Wow. So, a lot of reconstructions have the megalodon looking like a bigger version of the great white shark because for a long time people thought that they were related, explains Emma, who is a person from the website I stole this from. We now know this is not the case and the megalodon is actually uh, from a different lineage of sharks and the megalodon was the last member of the family. Oh, poor yeah. puppet. Now, we know that the megalodon had become extinct uh, 2.6 million years ago when the planet entered a phase of global cooling. Precisely when the last megalodon died is not known, but new evidence suggests that it was at least 3.6 million years ago. So there's no more megs. There can't uh, be. I hope not. <laughs> there's definitely not. In fact, they're so big uh that and they like tropical water <laughs> so they like warm water and there's no warm water on this planet that is deep enough for them to have been hidden for long enough like okay. somebody would have seen them like you could have i mean a satellite from space would have been like what is that in miami guys has anyone seen <laughs> that ginormous thing in miami because it's having a time uh so they don't exist anymore and they cannot so just giving you, I mean, there's plenty of other things in the ocean that'll kill you, but a Meg is not one of them. Phew. So you're welcome. I'm sweating just from that story. Yeah, I liked it. I learned facts. I hope you guys learned some facts too. Um, the 
other person who I share my birthday with, and this one I'll share with them because I'll keep them at arm's length, but when we talk about horror stories is Kevin Spacey. Didn't he just get acquitted? Yeah, but he, oh, you know, mm. I don't know. I will go on record to say um, that it's really shit, you know, that he did that stuff. And yeah. that's obviously a huge understatement. Um, but I was one of his biggest fans prior to that coming out. And it's very difficult to separate the art from the artist a lot of the times. Um, but, you know, I was. And part of me still believes that he's like a good actor, but a good person? Nah. Mm. For sure. So, you know, I don't need to... He's just a horror story himself, so... <laughs> there you <laughs> so go. Kevin Spacey. End of story. episode. Oh, goodness me. Some of the other people, Helen Mirren, uh, um, Mick Jagger, uh, ex-Prime Minister of Australia, John Howard. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, so a few. Jeremy Piven, Entourage fame. Yeah. Really cool. And if you go on the famous birthdays websites, lots of Tink Tonkers and YouTubies, and I don't know any of them, and they're all about 14 years oh, old, which makes me feel a bit sick. They don't deserve that status. Exactly. Finally, before I hand over the tale telling to Dominic, my pop culture reference, if I haven't already gone through <laughs> nine of them prior to this, is... A 1981 American slasher film directed by Ed Hunt called Bloody Birthday. <laughs> now, this film, which I haven't seen, but it wasn't popular when it first came out. It turned into one of those cult following films. Yeah. The plot follows a group of three children born on the same day during a solar eclipse. And then they start committing murders on their 10th birthday. Oh. All three of them. I mean, They're it just sounds like, oh. like a shaky, shaky storyline, but... Creepy yeah. still. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's slasher. So it's just like they just kill the shit out of people and just do all sorts of things. But <laughs> I'm gonna pop that on my list to watch because I'm just gonna give it a crack. If it's one of those cult following ones, um, yeah, we'll try it. So, Dominic, listeners, thank you for joining me for Thin Links, my new segment. Uh, which, you know, that was slightly related somehow to my birthday and features for our birthday episode. <laughs> Kate, I love how your brain works. <laughs> it's crazy up there. I don't know what's going on. It's sometimes just the monkey slapping the symbols together. It's <laughs> <So> a lot. <laughs> you are nothing if not entertaining from okay. head to toe. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> Now, I, you know, I'm hoping you might be able to bring back some um, linear storytelling, perhaps. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Because this week I, I spent lots of time trying to find birthday stories and there's lots of them out there and some of them are just terrible. Yes. So I thought I'd try and find a really, really good one. And then I thought, no. Why? Why? Why, why find why a good bother? story no. when I can just retell a really bad, bad story? Yes, please. From Reddit. Yes. This is a supposed true story, Kate. I love it. Um, which was so poorly written, I've had to quickly re 
rewrite it rewrite. just so it makes <laughs> grammatical sense. I sort of wish you didn't and you just read it verbatim <laughs> and we just read it for filth. That would be funny, but I'm glad that I'll be able to follow along. I don't think I could have because there wasn't a full stop or a comma used in the first 200 words. <laughs> oh, my God. And this story's like two pages. You would have passed out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, folks, I'm not going to make this about me because um, I'm sick of me and you learned a lot about me last week. So I'm going to I'm going to make this about Gianna from Reddit. Hi, Gianna. Okay. Shout out. Welcome to the pod. Lizzie's here. She's just in the foyer. <laughs> Say hi to her. She's on Job Seeker. <laughs> Maybe help her with her cover letter. Okay, here we go, folks. Strap yourselves in for the next Pulitzer Prize writing story. <laughs> okay. So this happened about three years ago. I'm 17 now, but still I was traumatized after this happened on my birthday. My name's Gianna. I'm a dark. <laughs> <laughs> I like how quickly that turned. Yeah. I'm a dark-skinned female and I live in a small town in New Jersey. At the time, I had about nine friends. Oh, we about. Were a... <laughs> not precisely nine. <laughs> no. About nine friends. There was a couple I wasn't sure It was sure a rotating about. door like a... <laughs> Uh, we were a small group consisting of Alan, Ryan, Ernesto, Ben, Tim, Tim's sister Jessica, Ben's boyfriend Kai, and my cousins Willie and Ruth. I don't know if that's nine, but we'll just say it is. Yep, perfect. <laughs> Ernesto and I were the closest of friends and we had known each other since middle school. I was about to turn 15 and I was getting ready for my birthday party. I was very excited. I wanted to have a cabin party, so my mother decided to rent out a small cabin for my birthday. It was a cozy cabin in the middle of the woods where we would have access to a kitchen, a living room with a TV, three bedrooms and a bathroom. That day was going to be cozy and peaceful. My mum helped me with the decorations before my friends could arrive. We hung balloons, streamers and string lights so that it would give a bit of a cottage core vibe. But by the time we finished putting up the decorations, I heard knocks at the door. Oh my God. I went to answer and my cousins and friends had arrived. Yay. <laughs> Verbatim says yay. <laughs> as soon as I saw Ernesto, I gave him a tight hug and welcomed them all inside and said, you're all just on time. Oh, good on you, Gianna. All of us got settled. My mum ordered us pizza. Then afterwards, we all huddled together and started telling stories. Sometime later, my mum told me she had to go into town. Why, mum? My mum was a bit worried about leaving all of us here alone by ourselves, but I assured her that we were all old enough and that we can take care of ourselves. I promised mum to check all the doors and recheck the windows. Can I ask, you're the parent in this scenario? Are you going into town and leaving all your children in a cabin? Why not? Yeah, okay. <laughs> from Jersey. <laughs> oh, we're from Jersey. They build them tough in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> now, once my mum left, we, were, we all went outside to start a fire and cook some s'mores. We were all well, having... Hang on, why are you checking all the doors and rechecking the windows and immediately going outside? <laughs> oh, 
Come on, Gianna. Pull the yeah. other one. Survival 101. <laughs> now, we were all having a great time telling scary stories by the campfire. One of my friends, Jessica, started to tell this true crime story about a female serial murderer named Jane Toppin. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Jane. <laughs> Jolly Jade. Go in the foyer. Jolly Jade from Jolly Josie. Jolly Jade from Joycey. <laughs> we were laughing and giggling, hiding the fact that we were a bit scared. Ben then told us that his mum and dad got a divorce after he came out as gay. His mum supported him, but his dad was a batshit homophobic crazy person. After his mum and dad split, he would constantly harass him and his mum. His mother got to the point where she had to file a restraining order against him. With Ben nearly crying while Kai was holding his hand, we asked him what his father looked like. And he had a photo and he showed it to us. After showing us the photo, we suddenly heard a loud crunching noise coming from the woods. Keep in mind that we were in the middle of nowhere and the next neighbour was like one mile away. Ernesto gasped, what the hell was that? (gasps) I said in a calm voice, maybe an animal. Alan, the bravest of the group, said, oh, hell no, I've never heard an animal make that sound before. Oh, come on, Alan. I started to agree with Alan because what kind of animal makes a crunching sound? One standing on something that breaks or like a A twig? A megalodon? A megalodon. (laughs) It's the megalodon. (laughs) Now, we decided to make some more s'mores. My cousin Ruth was telling another story that she had a crush on this girl in school. And we were so deeply interested in her story that we forgot about the sound. That was until we heard it again, but it sounded much closer. We all got creeped out to the point where we had to go back inside. Yeah, good move. We all power walked towards the cabin. (laughs) As soon as we all got inside, I locked the doors behind us and made sure the deadbolt was locked in tight. We all decided we should watch some anime before hitting the hay. Anime before the hay. What 15-year-old says hitting the hay? Yeah, that's a great point. Also, they're power walking towards the cabin. It just makes me think of Kath Day Night and Cal. <laughs> power walking with their little weights and their matching tracksuits. Yep. Now, Ernesto, Jessica, Ryan and I slept downstairs in the living room while the others went upstairs. We all wished each other a good night and went to sleep. Everyone had fallen asleep while I was still on my phone strolling through Instagram. Strolling. Strolling. She's she's power strolling through Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I felt my eyes starting to feel heavy, so I plugged my phone into the charger and then drifted off to sleep. I may have been asleep for a few minutes when I heard a loud banging at the door. All four of us were wide awake and one of us wanted to see who was at the door. Um, okay. I decided to check it out all of our hearts nearly jumping out of our chests. This cabin was a bit old. There was no peephole, so I couldn't see who or what was at the door. I decided not to wake up the rest of our friends as I did not want to creep them out. We were all positively sure that it was probably just an animal or a stray dog. (laughs) Hello, it's me, the stray dog from a mile away. (laughs) Come on, Jana. But the direction of the sound changed and moved towards the window. Oh, my God. Specifically the living room window. Uh Uh-oh. Now, someone was tapping very hard on the window pane. 
I got down on my hands and knees and carefully went to look out the window. I pulled back the drapes just a little so I could see what was outside. And what I saw made my body freeze in fear. Oh, my God. I was, was a dog. Face to face. <laughs> Stray dog. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> I was face to face with a very tall man, probably in his 50s. Oh, my God. He had no shirt on, only in boxes, and he had no socks or shoes on either. How did she got time to be checking out his footsies? Yeah. Isn't she frozen in fear? He was holding a hunting rifle in one of his hands and the moment he saw me, he smiled at me with a wide, eerie grin. He waved at me as if he was taunting me. He pointed to the front door as if he was telling me to let him in. (sighs) It was then I recognised that he was Ben's father from the photo shown to us earlier. Oh, my God. I dropped the curtain back and yelled to my friends of what I saw. We were all so scared. We all ran upstairs and got the rest of our friends screaming out loud that there was a crazy person outside the window. They were all so tired but jolted awake fully on guard. When Kai and Ben asked who was outside, I was hesitant to tell them, but I said, it's your dad, Ben. Ben. I saw Ben's face change into a horrified expression and saw that there were tears welling in his eyes. Jessica and Tim tried to comfort him. Some of them were a bit sceptical and asked me if I wasn't dreaming. I tried to assure them I was awake, but right at that moment we heard a loud hard bang on the door, along with a voice from Ben's dad saying, Let me in, little kids. (laughs) We were all so horrified standing still and not knowing what to do. My only thought was that one of us would have to go downstairs to get one of our phones and call the police. Yeah. We decided to go down as a group instead. Ben's psycho of a father already knew that we were in the cabin, but didn't we didn't want to let him know our location within the cabin. Oh, I reckon it's either upstairs or downstairs, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Ask creep, the stray creep. dog, he knows. <laughs> Now, Tim went to grab his phone. You're probably wondering, did we look for weapons like in every horror movie? Well, yes, that's exactly what we did. Oh, my God. No, it's not. (laughs) The rest of us ransacked the closet looking for something to defend ourselves with. Jessica and Ruth took out two chopping knives from the kitchen. Ben got some pepper spray he found in his bag. Oh, what is, what's this doing here? I did I forgot I packed this. <laughs> I found a metal bat and Ernesto grabbed a pocket knife from his back pocket. Okay, what are you going to do with all of these things? Tim, who was trying to call the police, said that, was, that the service was a bit wacky and that he was having trouble getting through. Oh. I told him to hold on while I checked my phone. Before I could even get to the living room, we heard a loud banging from the front door. Ben's dad was trying to kick it down. Within seconds, there was a big hole in the door and his head popped through and he said, I'm going to kill all of you. (laughs) Are you sure he didn't say, here's Johnny? Because I saw that movie. Come on, Gianna, we all saw it. Now the rest of my friends were all screaming like crazy. Before he could unlock the door, we ran and sprayed him in the eyes and nose with the pepper spray. Ben's dad jumped back and screamed in pain. Ben swung open the door and yelled at me saying, Gianna, hit him. What you gonna do? Gianna! What you gonna do? Gianna! (laughs) Hit him with the bat! 
I picked up the metal bat and swung hard towards his head and crack. Ben's dad fell to the ground, not moving. We all ran back inside up the stairs and tried to barricade the door of one of the bedrooms. Tim still had his phone and we tried calling 911. Luckily, the call managed to get through. I told our situation to the operator, our location and how many of, of us there were. The operator told us to stay in the barricaded room until the police could arrive and they will send a few officers to the scene. Officer Dewey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? We sat in the room for what felt like an eternity until we heard sirens in the distance and could see flashing lights. Outside the cabin, there were about five police cars and luckily the Ben's psycho dad was still unconscious. They took him away in handcuffs and, and once, once he woke up. The police greeted us and asked us to give a statement. We told them everything that happened and they were making sure we were not injured. We were all untouched but very traumatised about what had just happened. It left us very shaken up and we all wanted to go home. The cops stayed with us at the cabin until our parents came and picked us all up. Like I said in the beginning of the story, we live in a small town and that's how Ben's father had found out where we were. His plan was to come to the party at the cabin and kill Ben, according to the police report. Since then, Ben has been seeing a therapist. And if it wasn't for smart thinking, we wouldn't be alive today. I'm really glad we made it out of those woods alive. Oh my goodness. Where is the mother? <laughs> How far away was town? What was she doing? doing. Also, didn't they order pizza? Mm. So, like, obviously the town is not that far away. If you can order a pizza and get it delivered, or did mum go to pick up the pizzas? And if that's the case, she's gone for so long that the children have just fallen asleep after power walking their way to the door from the fire. Gianna. Come on, Jana. Pull the holes. other one. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yanking my chain. Stop pulling my tit. Get off it, doll. Well, still, it was a birthday horror story. It that was. I thought it was worth telling. Absolutely. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I really did. That was great. I think one of my favourite things, which anybody who's ever been to the cinema with me, is. I love plot holes. Yeah. I love pointing out plot holes and everybody around me hates it because I will sit in a movie and if something happens, I will audibly say, oh, come on. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, what's, wh well, where were you the whole time, mum? Come on. <laughs> you're going to get a bloody pizza. Do me a favour. So that's always a thrill. Yeah. Look, I just thought I would embrace the bad I story thing because it's just – it was just too good. It was it's too, too good. So it was bad. too, it was too good. bad. It was great. Yeah. And I loved it. Well, that's our birthday, Kate. Happy birthday Happy to you. Happy birthday. Oh, my God. How exciting. I have well, had a bloody blast. Yeah. And thank you to everyone, especially those that have been with us from the beginning. One whole year, 52 episodes of Shitting Bricks. The good news is, is we're not planning on going anywhere. In fact, we're just going to get bigger and better and shittier all at the yeah, same time. Absolutely. We're going to be, you know, those bricks are going to be bigger and better and we ain't going nowheres. We're just getting started. 
Skid marks for your ears. That's what the <laughs> reviewer says. <laughs> Skid marks for your ears. Five stars. Herald Sun. <laughs> well, we've had three weeks of some, you know, Milestone Madness, the Bridgewater series, and now our birthday episode. Yep. Kate and I are going to return to somewhat normal programming as of next week. We'll go back mm-hmm. to our usual uh, swaps and stories format. Absolutely. For a little bit until we come up with some other cockamamie idea. Yes, absolutely. But I will also be recording from Berlin. Berliner. Yes. That's fantastic. I can't wait. We're, yeah, international. We are. I've got a couple of really cool stories to tell you, Kate, some pretty graphic, horrible ones. I'm going back into the deep end again, but I'm going to try and find a story from Berlin. Yes, please. Oh, my goodness. Do Do it. And if you can visit a place or see something, that would be amazing. That's fabulous. And I love it. Mm. Score, score. So, yeah, stay tuned, folks. And thanks so much for the full year. Here's to the next one. Cheers. Love you. Love you so much. See you next week. Bye-bye. That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shit and Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.